0: You're listening to The A Show, and no, my name is not Dopey. show episode 160 the kings of yeah. pro wrestling, guys we didn't know we didn't know before we were before returning we turn on the recording at what, some what?
1: point this recording is just a number at this point um you know we do what we can we do what we does we, we, every week that's all you need to know you episode numbers don't matter anymore we are here we're omnipotent we're here no matter what you're very, very uh, animated today. Am I? Okay. All right. Well, you know what? It might be ever since you know, forty five yeah. got uh, got kicked out. The actually, it's been really, really nice outside. It's like the weather has been great. Um, people have been nicer. People are just. It's just a, a much better feeling. Uh, much better than the dystopia that I thought we would have entered uh, last week. By the time last week, I was like, no, for sure. We were were doomed, period. How
0: was it on on Saturday? Like, I I know that, I mean, it was raining here, so it was very, where I live at, there wasn't really anyone close. But um, what was it like in New York? Did
1: you go out and party? (laughs) I did not go out and party. On Saturday, I actually took my niece out um, all day. But from what I saw, from everything that I saw, it was extremely jubilant. It was extremely, you would have thought... uh, this was like the second coming of like I don't know I don't want to say Jesus. Uh, you but you you would have thought it was something very very cool, and it was actually you know this is something that we've all been anticipating, all been hoping for, and we just hoped America would get it together after a while, and we did. So you know what? Cause for celebration, why not? Absolutely, absolutely. But and I have it, a new microphone, so that's also a plus.
0: But with the celebration. I have to ask everyone something because we're going to get a little bit serious. Serious already?
1: Without being interrupted.
0: Absolutely. We're getting serious right now because last week, while it was a very nail biting, very stressful week by Saturday, the election was all but called. But on Saturday, there were a lot of people within the wrestling industry who are not happy and who are expressing their thoughts and I'm just here to say shut the fuck up at the end of the day <laughs> who at the end of the day you might you, you know and, and here's the thing there, there is there are a couple people like Jericho uh, like Drake Wirtz the NXT uh, QN on supporter NXT referee uh, Brian Cage I saw carrying Cross a former NXT uh, champion all showing support for these Rabbit conspiracy theories, insane batshit election results. Let's be clear here: Joe Biden won. He won by a lot. He won by a whole fucking lot. And if if this is and and, and what's, what's what's scary, scary Mills, is that as as joyous as we are, there are a lot of people that still feel that doom, and there are people that perpetrate it. And I just really wonder sometimes, like, at what point was it Facebook? Was it was it all of these apps? Was it the internet? Was it you know what caused people's brains to break, and more more often than not, it has been people who, you know, shoot. You know, people will listen to, or, or more, more often will, will look up to. Yeah. I'm here today on this segment of, of uh, sorry if this offends. I don't really care if this offends or not. Wrestlers, I don't give a fuck about what your political leanings are, and you need to shut the fuck up. We don't. Wow. We don't Our supports we don't deserve our support for spreading. Rabbit lies and bullshit. Like, Mills, if you go on Drake Worth's Instagram stories right now, he is literally posting alt right on conspiracy theories about the election. Now, mind you, he's taking the WWE out of his name, but there are people like Nia Jax who are buying into this
1: and liking these posts. I, all right, so. <sighs> Yes. All right. So like automatically means I I need to see much more from Nia Jax in terms of like actual thoughts and stuff like that. I don't know. She supported his child trafficking thing. So that that should tell you where she leans on him. Oh, wow. Terrible. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I definitely needed that extra confirmation because sometimes I do feel like people generally like just go on a liking spree, whether they like things or not, but I completely understand where you're coming from. And I completely understand, like, I think in terms of political stances, wow, we got really serious really quickly. Um In terms of political stances on professional wrestling, I would honestly keep it as far away from, <laughs> but it, it's tough in this, in this era of social media to really kind of do that because everyone kind of is not an entity owned by wwe everyone's kind of their own person so it's kind of tough but at the same time it's like yo if you trust me if you support trump if you support any sort of bigoted thoughts the huge white supremacist thoughts that have been you know rolling and spiel and if you and if you're even suggesting like oh yeah our our country will you know once we get this recount thing going, we'll be right back in action. Yeah, you're getting – nah, you're getting clipped 100%. I, I have no sympathy for you. I have no – uh, you know, I just have – and it's weird and it, and it sucks that I guess political things can come between us. But at some point over the last four years, it became much more than political. It became, you know, Nasty. social – Yeah, social is economic kind of breakdown, a lot more racism, a lot more things became a lot more. So I remember there was a post sometime last week. It's like, would you, if someone voted for Trump, would you consider them not your friend? I'm like, I'd have to ignore a lot to still consider them a friend at this point of the game. Like, I would have to ignore a lot. So, no, I actually can't ignore that. So, yeah, you know, Drake. Sorry, get the hell out of here. I'm only going to see you as the zebra you are, who oh counts God. to three in this ring. And currently, now my new uh, my new favorite referee is Asia Asia Smith from NXT, who's the black female referee who dates. Uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Leon Ruff. There we go. That's my guy too. So yeah, that's my it, new favorite referee now.
0: It is again. If you're spreading this, this like. Like, you know, far left rhetoric. They're they're stealing the election. Stop the steal. You can look at the numbers. There has been... It's just so fucking scary to me. Yo, drop a flex bomb. Do you have a flex bomb on you? It's just so there fucking... We go. <laughs> it's so fucking scary to me that throughout all of this, people are denying science, denying common sense, denying numbers. Like, where the fuck are we going to be at? in a couple of years with all of this shit, right? Like the the numbers are there. Yeah. You you can't fake 74 million people. It's just not possible. Like how many, how many dead people do they think like, I'm seeing this rhetoric be spread by people who, let's be clear, want these people to start unions to, to speak up on social things that happen in the world that, That, that have an opinion on like, these are the people that, whose opinions you care about. Like, there are people who hang on every single thing that these people do, Mills. And this is an example of why you shouldn't. People, they love singing Judas, but when it comes to <laughs> like Trump shit and, and doing all this other shit, but when it comes to joking NXT for ratings, that's cool. But when it comes to that, no one has anything to say. Right? That's Absolutely, bullshit. that's bullshit. this is why I'm not going to support that man. This is why I'm not going to support a lot of people within WWE as well. Let's just be clear. I'm, I'm, I'm like, like, we had that conversation about Riddle a couple of weeks ago, and we're gonna have to talk about him a lot today. <laughs> but I had to, get. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to, but I, I think we're gonna have to talk
1: about him for a lot, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna
0: have to talk about him, probably. but I mean, like, at the end of the day, it's like I'm not looking at this person and saying, well, I'm gonna base you know, my whole life upon what this guy thinks. This is why you shouldn't, you know, it's crazy, bro. But that is, sorry if this offends you. We had to do it a little bit early today.
1: Of course. Really cool. Listen,
0: anyway, it's, a, it's a monumental I, week though.
1: I, it's 100% a monumental week. I think we've as much, as long as we've done this podcast, listen, I've, d- I've been doing podcasting since I guess the Obama administration, which makes me sound old now, but I'll take it. Cause I sound wild, uh, veteran like in the podcast world. um, I've been doing podcasts since the, you know, Obama administration. The day, actually, when Trump got elected, it was I was doing Two Belts. It was Carlos's birthday. It was probably one of the worst days ever that it kind of existed. And what preceded for the next four years have been like kind of really nasty. And even look at the state of our country now. I mean, the fact that even all those other Americans, no offense to them, you just kind of voted that way, not even seeing the state of the country we're in now, we're at 120,000 cases per day and we're not even going down. And we're in a complete, I mean, it's a third wave for some of the other countries, second wave for New York, but we're not even going down. And the fact that people, I don't i sometimes I like to take the politicalness out of the show but I feel like we have some sort of a duty and I think we're kind of I don't know if we're the only wrestling podcast that's necessarily going to do this but I feel like you can understand it from a lot of the things that we've ranted about over the last three years yeah Um, why we feel so strongly about this and why we feel so strongly about our people and stuff like that and and why we feel so strongly about it in the wrestling world Mm -hmm kind of social media has kind of made and mixed everything and one just kind of and made things a lot more apparent and honestly I'm a lot more glad it's made things a lot more apparent because the last thing I will want to do is uh, support anybody who supports ideals like those Man, wrestlers, but yes.
0: are, wrestlers are pieces of shit They're, but think of how many people that are saying it out loud and think of how many people aren't saying anything at all let's just be clear I mean yeah you get your Sami Zayn's your Mustafa Lees. Kevin Owens, think about it. people. You, 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 know, <laughs> think about what they're saying, what the other people are saying behind closed doors that don't say anything. That's why, like, in, in a in a real weird fucked up way, I respect like the Jackson Rikers and the Drake work because they're letting you know, hey, this is this is what I am. So it makes it easier for us to be like, okay, fuck off, right? So yeah, yeah. That is our. Uh, that is our. You know election comments on, on last week i know last week we were we were very you know optimistic last tuesday was, it was very much <laughs> we, were really we weren't trying to, we weren't trying to lean too far left or right i think we were we were like not, i don't mean politically but i mean like we weren't trying to lean you know to, to the positive or the negative of it so we we, we stayed pretty pretty well uh well mannered last week i'll well listen
1: whoever booked this election like whoever it was the booking job on this. I don't know if it's the ghost of dusty roads. I don't know if it's any sort of thing that whoever booked this election. Please boy, stop. Did they, please stop. Please yeah.
0: stop. <laughs> please stop. I don't, I, we was...
1: can't do 70, 70, days of this. No, I can. I, I, I could barely do the four days of that. <laughs> Went like, I thought I was pretty cool going into this. I was like, you know, whatever happens, happens. Like we're already in the mud. Like it doesn't even fucking matter at this point. And then, It's like, okay, it's still not, we're still counting votes. I'm like, well, can we count it quicker? Like, how does this work? And then apparently, no, you can't count it quicker, but it's a whole, and then you saw the kind of like, you know, the shift from Trump to Biden after I thought it was over and you saw the shift and then eventually it was taking over and then we won. And I was like, wow, what a great story. But whoever booked this, don't do this again, period. Yeah,
0: I, I was like, ugh, on Tuesday, but then like Pat said something really cool. To me, he was like, well, at this point, Hillary had already lost. So, I mean, you're going to bed not knowing is a, be- is a lot better than going to bed knowing. <laughs> <I was>
1: like, <laughs> that's true. I was
0: like, you're right. Hillary <laughs> was, was done by 7.30 p.m. <laughs> and, and this was like when I would like literally everyone, we all went to sleep and woke up and Biden was in the lead. And We were like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> like, that's literally yeah. what happened. Um, and again, like, you know. Thanks to everyone and, and shout out to everyone who voted for the first time, you know, voted period. Um, you know, this should be more proof that you're voting. Mail-in voters
1: like me, gang, gang. Shout out to the mail-in voters who showed up hey, hey, <laughs> who did, or who didn't show up.
0: <laughs> but uh, hey, thank you, everybody, who, who, again, you know, helped change uh, the world for the better, hopefully, and we, and we can get this, this guy out. Just, just don't, if you have to, once again, stay off social media, listen to this show. Don't look at all the BS that's coming out of it. You know the truth. You know the truth. We all know the truth. So uh, going into No Holds Barred, (laughs) Survivor Series is set to honor The Undertaker's 30 years in the business this year uh, with a special show commemorating uh, his history. Not quite sure what they're going to be doing. Of course, we already know they have a slate of content for the WWE Network this month that uh, reflects all of this, but not quite sure of what uh, the show is going to be. What do you think is going to be, Mills?
1: Well, well, first of all, before that, like, they sent out the press release for this entire thing. And it's not only just like, oh, I mean, yes, the WWE YouTube page has an Undertaker thing. I've seen more Undertaker content on YouTube than I've ever seen ever in my life. It's got his best tombstones. It's got him versus modern day opponents. It got his best matches. It's got his best, et cetera, et cetera. Not only that, they have decided, um, via this press release, WW noted in today's announcement that the celebration also includes taker photos, videos featured on WW website, a taker challenge on TikTok. I have not seen it, but, um, feel free to point me in that direction. If you guys see a taker challenge on TikTok, Instagram and Snapchat filters,
0: that bunny is going to be a part of the, the, uh, the taker challenge.
1: I, uh, I mean, that's the only way it would get popping, to be honest with you. Uh, I can't see much more people diving into this Taker Challenge, but shout out to WWE for being very proactive on that. Um, exclusive Funko items from Amazon. So, you know, if you want to get your limited edition Undertaker, year 30 Funko, there it is. And feature space in two... 2,300 Walmart stores for an exclusive Mattel action figure, et cetera, et cetera. He's going to be everywhere, it looks like, leading up to this, as if he wasn't everywhere for the thing. But, yeah, he's going away. And they're saying he going out with a bang. So... I think this is unprecedented in the way they've done this. I mean, they've done the whole send-off day after WrestleMania thing, but I don't think we've had an entire pay-per-view pretty much promoted. Like, yes, it's Survivor Series, but also Undertaker's farewell. And you know what? I'm not mad at it. I mean, Survivor Series is probably going to be a good watch based on all this kind of news.
0: Yeah, I mean... I don't have a doubt that it's going to be a good show. I've seen a lot of people kind of like like negative on on it. I think like looking at the lineups of the, of the, each match, like again, the one thing that's been a constant with WWE for the past year is the TV has not reflected how good the pay per views are, and, it, and this this year has has really gone to show that. You know, I think a lot of the cars have been having so so build, but really amazing, uh, actual you know matches, but i would love to see what they're going to try and do i don't see a slot for i don't see a slot for undertaker to be in any of these matches honestly um
1: do you no please god no um i think he's good send him off at the aj match that's pretty much it i don't even think we need to build up another program especially one that's going to be so rushed within the next two weeks we don't need to do that. Just kind of send them off. Let's have the celebration. I think they're going to be Hall of Famers in attendance for it. I read somewhere that Savio Vega will be showing up at Survivor Series. That's to, cool. You know, to, to send away Undertaker. So, you know what? If, if this is the thing that we're having, if they're going to do this, you know, WWE pay-per-views. The, the 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 best thing about them over the last number of months is that they've been ended. I mean, they end 930 my time, but they end in like <laughs> right before dinner for you. Yep. So um, that's been the best things about it. But if they want to extend this a, another hour and kind of like really go in and kind of do like the whole like raising the jersey in the Amway Center type of celebration, I'm 100 percent for it.
0: It's gonna be. It's gonna have the, the, the American flag with the blue line in the middle, and I'm just really not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be for it, you know. Just, you know. Oh my
1: god! Yes, yeah. I'm
0: sorry, Taker. Sorry, Taker. I love you. Uh, speaking of Thunderdome, WWE has to get the f out <laughs> <laughs> again <laughs> of the Thunderdome this month. Uh, I think you know, even even before this, the the news of the uh, the NBA season returning. In December has actually probably sped this up a lot. Um, them coming back literally next month on the 22nd. But uh, the Yeah, M- that's
1: fucking weird.
0: Closing down, WWE has been looking at other venues, uh, namely a venue in, I believe, Tampa at, at Baseball Stadium. Uh, to to do the Thunderdome, man, which is going to be weird to run a baseball stadium every single week. I don't know how they'll be able to do that, but... Um, if that it's is-
1: anything like the, um, the AEW show, I'm sure they'll make a makeshift stage and sort of arena type of thing. I don't think we're going to get the whole baseball stadium or any sort of stadium like to fit in the show. I think the acoustics would be terrible on that.
0: Yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. I'm pretty sure they have a plan. I, I, I think... I,
1: plan right i know definitely their plan is we need something with fresh air because we want people back like i'm 100 sure that they wherever they choose next will be where the royal rumble takes place and they want somewhere where they can at least allow fans in to partake in the experience of the royal rumble i'm sure that's what they kind of want to do um I'm not sure if it'll happen, considering like, yo, listen, when's the Royal Rumble? When's uh, Joe Biden's inauguration? He might say, yo, y'all, it's clipped for all your little. (laughs) I
0: I know we don't want to. I know we we talked about it, but how do you think Vince is doing with the uh, with the election? Vince and Linda, I I know they're acting like it ain't happening, but it's happening. (laughs) Listen,
1: Linda, she made that tweet. Clipped. Yeah, flamed her. Vince McMahon, still rich. I'm sure he, like, cares, kind of, but not really. That's all I can say. I'm sure he just, like, damn, the plug. You don't mess up the bag. Like, that's what he—I'm I'm assuming that's what it's, he's saying. It's funny that they have to leave now as this happens, because, like, that was his man 100 grand.
0: Like, he was letting him do whatever he wanted to do. Now he got to go from show. The show, it's over. <laughs> Riding coming through the COVID task force. He's like, fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, you got to really work at this. Damn. Um, so I'm assuming that's going to be the case. They definitely want something with like open fresh air so people can actually return and enjoy the Royal Rumble or enjoy wherever. They still want to have WrestleMania, whatever, Tampa Bay, et cetera, et cetera. I'm thinking there has been no official announcement yet, but that's what I'm assuming. They want to have the Royal Rumble there. So. I don't know where they're going to be. They got two weeks. They got two weeks to be somewhere else. (laughs) Essentially. It ends on November. It ends after Survivor Series is what I've read. Um, However, they have until the first week of December to get all their cute little LED screens out of that damn. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see what happens. If they end up at the Capitol wrestling center for a few shows I'm pretty sure Roman won't be at those shows, but, but he will be at home be in, that, in that
0: little room with the, with the, with the plate and the meat plate.
1: Absolutely. He's like, yo, we need a cinematic TLC. Cause I ain't doing that. Where they at.
0: Oh, wow. Oh man. Oh, that, that'll that be dope. A cinematic TLC would be fire. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see where they end up in uh, the next month. Well, actually no, the next three weeks. Wow. They don't really have much time at all, but no, uh, I'm hoping that it's not. They don't go back to the PC. The PC is. It needs to be. I don't think they're gonna go back to the PC. That's that's NXT world. That that is uh that is the outbreak right there waiting to happen. That's not happening.
1: Come on. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I wouldn't uh. I wouldn't do it. WWE ratings have kind of like tilted a little bit back up, and I think that's because of the Thunderdome and just because of that open atmosphere to go back to there. They have to do tapings, they have to make sure everyone is scheduled to not be there and be there. It's way too much. Like I'm sure they one hundred percent don't want to do it.
0: Uh moving on. We have a special episode of the G Show. I know, Mills, you were like, Y'all still y'all still do that? <laughs> you said,
1: still- I mean, Yes, I did say that, but I, so here's the thing. I thought the G show was exclusively G one.
0: Well, now was. it was, so, uh, we are, you know, we're going to continue covering new Japan. Uh, a lot of people really enjoy the G show this year. We don't have a new name for it. So we're coming up with a name, but so until then, we're going to run with the G show branding, but this week we're going to talk about power struggle and what is to come from wrestle kingdom 15 in two months at the Tokyo Dome, so we'll be talking about that. Uh, I thought the show was okay. This is just as a spoiler, but we're gonna we're gonna dig deeper into that on uh, the actual show. Mules, you didn't actually watch Full Gear, did you? I I didn't.
1: I didn't. Okay, so I attempted to, and not to say that it was bad or anything. I attempted to. So obviously. They came up against a bad night. It was Biden's speech, victory speech, same night. He was crowned the winner the day of full gear. And he was like, listen, 8 p.m. cent, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, we'd air. Um, so full gear had some competition and they put on a really good match for, I mean, really good matches is kind of a stretch. I watched the Kenny Omega versus, um, hangman page match and that's kind of all I saw until come out. Uh, Kamala Harris came on. So I didn't watch it. I tried to have it on in the background, but I was also doing other stuff. And then I think there was a long FTR Young Bucks match that I just wasn't interested in watching and then I never returned to it. Oh, no. So that's a long version of saying, no, I didn't watch it.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, we'll able to hear what Cyrus thinks about it <laughs> this week on The War Report. Cyrus bada uh, boom, bada boom, Cyrus actually had a fantastic episode last week with uh, Jeff J., um shout out to Jeff for being on the show. I thought I thought it was fantastic. So make sure you check that out on the a show RNC network. Uh but this week we're going to talk about Survivor Series. Past Survivor Series matches. We put out a question on Twitter last week asking our listeners to to tell me and Mills uh what we should watch for Survivor Series matches just so we can do a recap. Um I chose the 2014 main
1: event. Uh Mills, what did you choose? So I chose two. I chose Survivor Series 2001 which was WCW ECW Alliance versus WWF. And then I also chose 2003 Eric Bischoff, Team Eric Bischoff versus Team Stone Cold Steve Austin. And wow. Well, first of all, let me ask you this question because we've had Survivor Series matches for over 30 years now um, and we've seen a bunch of Survivor Series matches. What actually goes into to making a good Survivor Series match? What do you think? What do You mean like the planning that goes into it? or yeah, Just or- like, okay, you, we've, seen, we've seen so many Survivor Series matches, but we've probably seen, like, I don't even want to say a handful, making a little bit more than a handful of actual good Survivor Series matches, like good Survivor Series, like main events or matches, five-on-fives. What goes into, like, kind of, like, what makes you believe, like, oh, that one is good? Like, going back to this 2014 one that you watched, yeah. what made that one good? It was the action,
0: and I think that the the one of 2014 had. I think actually the 2017 one did really well, if I'm if I'm remembering that one correctly. Uh, And actually, Mm -hmm. last did really well was the action. I thought that even though those were considerably shorter matches, the one from 2014 managed to keep you enthralled from start to finish. I like I honestly, and I watched this today. Did not remember how engaging this match was. I mean, from the beginning when Mark Henry gets knocked out (laughs) to the end when when you know Sting appears. There was something to see in every single moment of this match, even if the, the competitors or the, or the actual uh, people that were in the match weren't people that would immediately jump out to you and say, oh my God, this, this is going to be terrible. Ended up being way better than ones that come before it. And, and uh, honestly, some of the ones that have come after it.
1: Yeah, I think honestly though, what makes to me what makes a great Survivor Series match, and what makes one that's actually memorable, and I say this because of the two that I picked to watch, is that there are stakes on the line, and it, it shows with the one that you watch, too, because there's obviously some sort of drama alongside the fact that it was this five on five matches. I think there was a long low in the well. The aughts are just terrible for most things WWE-wise. Like after you go past like 2005, it becomes pretty bad until maybe like 2000, like <laughs> probably 14. Um, but a lot of those matches were just like, here's some guys from raw. Here's some guys from SmackDown. We're going to mix match and put them together. And that's going to be the match. But yeah. I think once you have these stakes on the line, like we did with the, and, and I think a lot of the previous ones before 2001 as well, but when, I think 2001, the one that I watch with the lines versus, you know, the WWF, I thought that one was probably the most high-profile Survivor Series match of all time. Just because of how many Hall of Famers are in the match, I legitimately think everyone is a Hall of Famer who's in that match. Uh, Not current Hall of Famer, but if not current, future Hall of Famer. It um, It was The Rock, Undertaker, Kane, Chris Jericho, and Big Show versus... Booker T, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Kurt Angle, Rob Van Dam, and Shane McMahon. So that already is a five on five. That's like, all right, that's a Attitude Era who's who. Yeah,
0: that is um, really
1: one that you could <laughs> that you could think to have in that. And listen, everyone got a full entrance. So that's something that you never even see. Everyone got their full entrance. You're, Austin hit all four turnbuckles in this thing. He wasn't letting anything slide. It's a a full hour-long match, but it's just the action isn't as compelling as, I'll say, the 2014 one. I think the 2014 one, if you're talking about just an overall kind of like match itself um, without the stakes attached to it, that one is probably better for me, but this one just has so much going for it. It was the build. It was the combination to a storyline. It was like truly like Ragnarok, you know what I'm saying? Of like, <laughs> I know, right. Um, building up to this massive storyline and having it end kind of there. It was incredible. Um, I, I think
0: with two, 2014, it, it's, it's very um, interesting to watch 2014 now with the way, again, I, I I hate to keep having these, these allegories to what's going on right now, but the authority in a lot of ways kind of reflects what we see today, right? Like, of of just this oppressive system that is Mm -hmm. trying, it's in, in in essentially 2014 is a, is a battle of good versus evil. And there is a bunch of like ragtag, like literally it's Cena and a bunch of dudes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are any of them still employed? Except I think Ziggler is.
0: Ziggler is Cena. Come on, he's still there. Uh, Henry's retired. Uh, Rusev is not there. no, Mm -hmm. Um and oh I think the only people that are still here is Rollins, Cena uh Big Show Ziggler, still Ziggler yeah
1: Wow look how listen 6 years that's it
0: It's it's a, a lot can change <laughs> A lot a <laughs> lot can change man like within within the within the last couple of years like we've seen a lot of changes I think it's really funny when 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 uh Rowan rolled out and I was like uh <laughs> What? <laughs> I didn't even remember that he was. In, were, the, were the wides broken up? Did they did they draft him to different shows at that point?
1: No. So the Wyatts at that time, they were going through, they were kind of like split up. I think Bray Wyatt was drafted to a different show and they decided that they were going to do different things with Luke Harper yeah. and Eric Rowan. But they were on the same show. So Luke Harper gets drafted to Team Authority and then Eric Rowan comes out kind of in response to it. And all he kind of has is like that one Stacey Keebler ass kick that he does in his only moveset. Um, but he comes out and now he's gets that adulation and they tried the Eric Rowan push at that time because at the following pay-per-view at TLC um, tables, ladders, chairs and stairs he was in a (laughs) match versus Big Show in a stairs match so they tried something they 100% tried something at that point but yeah it was it was tough it was tough man but it was a good match
0: success may vary on that I, I would I'll go ahead and say this right now I'll go five on that. I really enjoyed that match. I, I really it did. It was really good. I thought that even if it was like 55 minutes, the 55 minutes was well earned. Um, but that's, that's, that's a the one to go to break.
1: And um, I, yeah. And I think it be, actually became like a legit match of the year contender because of how good it was. And I think a lot of it, that 2014 one, yes, the cops are here. Um, they to go to break. <laughs> I think a lot of the the... The 2014 one, what are they still doing here? Um, is because Ziggler was someone that it it gave you something that you didn't really see coming. Obviously anyone would thought that Cena would be the last man, but it was Ziggler who was kind of really, truly the sole survivor, which allowed a lot of people to get kind of behind it because it was someone that people wanted to get behind and it just never really truly happened. Um, and we know Ziggler was in that space because Roman was not in that space. <laughs> but it worked out. But well, it worked out. That, you know what I'm
0: saying? Um, that show was interesting because Roman was supposed to be on that show, right?
1: He had gotten injured. Yeah, he was supposed to be. He got, I think he got, he tore, not tore, hernia? Want to yeah. say hernia?
0: Mm-hmm. It was hernia.
1: Yeah, so he had a hernia. So he was off that show and actually returned the following month at Tables, Ladder, Chairs, and Stairs. But... He, um, he had that hernia. So I truly, I believe like it was supposed to be Roman, especially being that last person. And we we're supposed to, you know, get the build, you know what I'm saying? Like the build mm-hmm. to obviously 2015, which ended up being Roman versus Brock at Mania, but we were supposed to get that build and it never really happened. But you know what? WWE, they're smart. They got there anyway. Um, I, I want to give a, a shout-out to the 2003 match, too, because I think another thing that makes Survivor Series matches just good is Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels is just the GOAT at performing in these type of environments. In 2003, was Team Eric Bischoff versus Team Stone Cold Steve Austin with the stakes on the line that if whoever lost would no longer be the co-GM of Raw. It would be a sole GM. It was either going to be Eric Bischoff or it was going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. So... Stone Cold Steve Austin puts together a team. I think it's the Dudley Boys. Um, It was the Dudley Boys, Rob Van Dam. Fuck, who else was on it? I'm trying to remember off the top. I don't know why I don't just go to Wikipedia. Uh, Dudley Boys, Rob Van Dam, someone else who got eliminated. Oh, Booker T. Booker T. And Shawn Michaels, who they played up the history on because Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold pretty much retired. Sean Michaels the first time, so they're playing it up. It's like, can he really trust him? Can he really put? It's it's ironic that Austin will have to put his faith in a guy who he kind of essentially took the business from.
0: Yeah. yeah, sent out. Yeah.
1: Um, and Team Bischoff was. Now that I have Wikipedia open up, it was Chris Jericho, Christian, Mark Henry, Randy Orton, and Scott Steiner. Yeah, Scott. I know Scott Steiner at the time was with Stacy Keibler. Who was like, remember when they were battling over Stacey Keebler, like in the summer, and then they just both decided to be assholes, both Tess and Scott Steiner. So like Scott Steiner technically owned Stacey Keebler in this match. Like he like owned her as like, you're my property, et cetera, et cetera. It was just, you know, wouldn't hold up currently in today's day. And uh Mark Henry was accompanied by Theodore Long because he was the biggest, strongest, blackest most <laughs> strongest man ever, um, player. Uh, but it was a great match. I think, albeit like a lot of the people who end up getting washed aside. I mean, the Dudley Boys. It, it was weird because it ended up going down between Shawn Michaels and Bubba Ray on the as the final two of the team. But it ended up Bubba Ray got eliminated. So Shawn Michaels versus Christian, Chris Jericho, and Randy Orton, and Shawn Michaels performed his ass off in that match. Like more than his ass off. And it was an incredible finish. I recommend anyone go back and watch it. The finish is heartbreaking. Austin teen loses. Austin is narrowly he narrowly makes it back to the ring in time to like kind of uh do anything about it. And he just kinda has to just like, yo, Sean, you gave it all that you can. And Shawn Michaels saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And he's like, listen, I gave you gave all that you can and that's all I can say. So yeah. It was cool. And then, yeah, it was cool. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin would become the sheriff like two weeks later.
0: Because <laughs> you can't keep Austin off the show. Uh, and you can't keep us from talking about Ron Smackdown oof, from this week. <laughs> so when we get back, we're going to talk about Ron Smackdown from this week on The A Show. We'll get right back to you after the break. We all need to chill. And I think I know exactly what we need to do. <laughs> The voice of Reed, yeah, yeah, the voice of Reed is right here. Riddle, what do you got? Sick code names. AJ, you're the skipper. Bron, you're a mongoose. Keith, happy birthday, Keith. And Bro Lee, Bro Lee, you get it. That's actually sick. And, And Jameis, this was tough. But your Survivor Series team name is Fireface. Fireface, yeah?
1: Well, another ginger joke. Is that it? Because my face got
0: red hair, red, red no, beard. No ginger joke. It's just that when you get really angry, your face turns
1: red. It's, it's, it's kind of true. It's, it's kind of true.
0: <laughs>
1: just, just like right now. So what's your code name now? huh? dopey
0: how do you guess, bro? <laughs> yeah,
1: Dopey. That was crazy. That was hilarious. I can't believe they let that one get through. <laughs> you, you know what? I thought <laughs> that segment might have been funnier, not in the ring. Yeah. I, I think I, it was a little awkward in the ring, right? Yeah, it was a little awkward in the ring because you we were having like this personal conversation in front of like this whole thing. But it, I think if it was backstage... It would have been incredible, but it was still so super funny. Oh my god!
0: I I absolutely love that segment. We're going to talk about it. when We talk about Raw uh, a little bit later, as well as uh, Riddle's big night on Raw. But um, let's talk about SmackDown. You want to talk about SmackDown because that's your show. Your SmackDown. Of course. Let's talk about Listen. it. But before we do that, the first thing on the the docket for SmackDown is something that I want to I want to I want to have a name for this, and I call it. Big Oost Town. Okay, you want to okay. talk? So hold on, I got, I got something for you. We're gonna talk about Big Oost Town. They say this is a big rich town.
1: I just come from the poorest part.
0: Big Ooze Town, Mills.
1: Bright like seat life, I Roman Reigns.
0: Jay Uso. Paul Heyman. Wheeling and dealing.
1: dealing.
0: Tribal Chief moves. You
1: think listen, Samoan book two, my friend. Um, <laughs> but listen, and especially if this ends up including Daniel Bryan, like it's going to eventually. And, you know, we had Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns last summer doing the power thing. Listen, continuity together. This is what this show provides. You know what I'm saying? Um, Big Town, Latest episode. Latest, you know, things. First of all, I want to say... I love the writing for it because there was something last week that I kind of pointed out where I don't think that I was like, I don't think Jay Uso is completely still feeling Roman Reigns.
0: No. And, and they let that, that be very clear. They let that be very clear on SmackDown.
1: Yes. They let that be very clear this week on SmackDown where Jay Uso, who was just, I don't even know he was I guess, coffee or something along those lines. He runs into his uh, Survivor Series teammate, Kevin Owens. And everyone's like hey man like you know like you know a boot uh you uh you're out here man and you're like you know with roman you are you getting roman's coffee or something like that and he's just like what you mean fool what you mean like i'm getting no other man's coffee i'm getting no man's coffee and he was like you know just joking man because you know we're like survivor series partners man and that starts a whole thing. Paul Heyman gets involved. Kayla Braxton, who's just spicy for no reason. It's like, so Jay, you just doing whatever Roman tells you? And she's like, oh, come on, not you too, Kayla. And I was like, what is going on here? Uh, the story is that Jay Uso is now whipped by Roman Reigns. What are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on how this entire night kind of went with Jay Uso, Roman Reigns, and now they're new? relationship new dichotomy.
0: Damn Jay can't do nothing, huh? He can't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it literally in hell. Like yeah, I thought that like I thought it was it was really good showing the oppression of Jay Uso. I, I really wanna want to to say that I commend them for not um being too quick to call this one and pull the trigger on something here or pull the trigger on him turning. Like they're gonna do something very big with this and I think that we're gonna see a lot of this come out through Survivor series as well. But um, I, what I would really like to see is more people join onto the faction, you know, like to, to see like where it will go if other people were a lot more loyal to Roman than Jay is, right? Like you, you always want to have that one dissenter, but you always have to have that one person that's super loyal, like Bud, like uh, like Murphy was with, with Seth, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think over. I mean, I, I feel like they're just gonna do like not only Samoans, only Samoans, and people who know Samoans. No, uh, no shorty G's. No anybody else. No, none of that. But it's a, it was a, it was an incredible story, and especially leading to the main event, which was Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso. As Jay Uso is like, pretty much Roman Reigns is like, yo, don't ever let him talk about your family like that. Don't ever let that white man talk about Samoan heritage and everything that we represent. You go out there and you beat his ass. And sure enough, Jay Uso, who is undefeated against people not named Roman Reigns, goes out and beats Kevin Owens. <laughs> How do you feel about him beating like top stars <laughs> three weeks in a row? Wow. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm just not. I don't know. They they're doing stuff with him. Let's continue to build up. It's all in service of the storyline. I think they're still trying to tell the character that Jay Uso's no longer just a like tag team guy. He's formidable. At least in that. He's formidable. Even being on the Survivor Series team shows that he's formidable. But I him still, I still
0: am not too sold <clears throat> on him as a singles guy fully. I, I think that again his his, his, his moveset set. He's really still good. like one half
1: of a wrestler yeah, that you feel I, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I feel like his moveset still works best with another guy that's doing a hot tag or him doing the hot tag coming in. I, I really don't buy like the splash being like a because the thing is the splash would be after jimmy would do something or after jimmy would do the super kick or after jimmy would do you know what i'm saying like the splash itself to me doesn't hit as hard as other finishers do so mm. um, i don't know I'm, I'm not fully on board with with solo uh Jey Uso unless he's next to roman but those wrong hmm. those matches are so much more storyline than they are worth, you know so it, it it is very interesting to see him getting these wins off these guys
1: 100 percent um another thing that happened on smackdown this week i want to touch on this quickly because it since we're in survivor series territory more people sur- qualified for survivor series teams this week we got a match between Rey mysterio and king corbin which i think if they gave a lot more time and Rey mysterio wasn't wrestling any yeezys it could have been a great match um and Baron Corbin qualifies for Survivor Series, beating up Rey Mysterio. We get into a little bit more news about how and what and everything that kind of happened there. Um, Ruby I'm Riot, tired of this storyline, bro. Is it going to end in a wedding? Uh, It might. That would be... You put an idea in their head. Oh, my God. Okay. Is this going to be... Is Buddy going <laughs> to... All right. All right. So let's, let's talk about the storyline then. I was going to come back to it, but let's talk about the storyline here. So the storyline is that, uh, it, it weaves into the other qualifying match, which is Otis versus Seth Rollins, which is my fave. Anytime I can see Otis's head get (laughs) stomped into a mat, I'm 100% for it. Um, King Corbin qualifies, but not without some shenanigans by Seth Rollins who attacks Dominic while he's there distracting Rey Mysterio. Otis and Seth Rollins have their match, but it's Buddy Murphy who comes down. Buddy Murphy in the in the in the I think it's a corduroy, like r- red, crimson, <laughs> burgundy sort of number. Obviously, you see the drip is starting to, you know. It's starting to think from Miss Aaliyah Mysterio into him. She maybe picked out the pants. I don't know. But Otis uh, and Seth Rollins. Murphy comes in, he gets involved on behalf of Seth Rollins, and it is over with. It is over with. It is done. Um, Seth Rollins qualifies, and it looks like for a brief moment that there is a reunion between Murphy and Rollins, where Murphy says backstage, disciple, and you are the leader. And Seth Rollins is completely for it. And... Immediately after that, Aaliyah shows up. First of all, in a in a freedom dress. Not sure why oh, she was dressed that way. She
0: was like running down the door. I was like, "Yo, what? Are they going to uh, Are they going to the yard house after this? <laughs>
1: are, they, <laughs> are they? There's going- a whole slit in her jaw. I was like, "Yo, Ray, put a jacket on her or something. I don't know. Some Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know where she was going after that, but nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> she- <laughs>
0: Her Murphy had a hot date. You know what I'm saying? They in Florida. My <laughs> mind closed down there, baby. You know what I'm saying? I feel it.
1: Only thing hot in Florida is the COVID. Um, But it she pretty much was like, yo, what are you doing? He's like, listen, I got a plan. I got a plan. They're extending this further. They just are. It's going to extend out. This has more twists and turns and ridiculousness than anything else. I, I have no idea where they're going with this. I just really don't. Um,
0: I, I don't either. At this point, it's Give them something else to do. Ray Ray wrestling with with without his gear was the most hilarious thing I saw on SmackDown.
1: It was funny. It was funny. It was funny. I I, I liked it. It was a nice touch. It was a nice touch. Also, King Corbin just like <laughs> decking him before the match for no reason, just because he's an asshole. Um, also, qualifying for Survivor Series, Ruby Riot. <laughs> I I love the new look.
0: You know, I you just... know, a soft spot in my heart for Ruby. You already know that. I
1: feel like she, you know, obviously Shotzi kind of has the long green hair, so I think she went back short. And fair enough, it's a, it's an exclusive Ruby Riot original look, and I'm here for it. Um, she wins triple threat match. Natalia, uh, I believe it was Natalia, Zelina, and Ruby Riot. Somehow Natalia, who's had two opportunities to get in this match, has failed at both, and now. It's Ruby Wright and Bianca Belair on the team for SmackDown. We still have to fill out the rest of the team. Not sure where this goes, to be honest with you. Um, but if I had to compare them to the Raw team, they don't have that much competition, to be honest with them. It's a It's a Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax heavy team.
0: Yeah, I, I I think the SmackDown and, and women's roster, or the SmackDown and Raw women's rosters, are like they need a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fusion of, of talent here. Uh, do you, uh, do you think that Bailey could be on this team? So yeah,
1: yeah, I do think Bailey could be on this team, and that segues into the next point. So we had the championship rematch between Sasha Banks and Bailey. Um Bailey did God's work in this match. And not to say that Sasha Banks needed it, because Sasha Banks is a perfectly capable wrestler, but I can't think of how much Bayley Bailey gave to Sasha Banks in this match alone. Um because my point last week that I was holding on to, this is the hot take that I'm still holding on to. Here is we this, go. <laughs> Sasha Banks, despite I mean she's won it five times, but Sasha Banks's character is not a championship holding character. And I'll say this, and 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 here's where i I'll, uh, I'll make the comparison. Look at her, and also look at The Rock. Who I think their personalities and their brash attitudes, a lot of it doesn't lend to being in a championship fighting from beneath fighting anything character. Usually they like to be one up at all times ever. Sasha Banks, I think this was a great match to be like, OK, she can fight. But I think Bailey gave so much. Bailey let her kick out of everything. And yeah. I mean everything. To give her like okay, so let's let, uh, let's at least get you on your way. But it's I still think the verdict is out on whether Sasha Banks is a good actual like champion or does she even need to be a champion? Because I, I'll agree with you on
0: her being more so of a uh, a great character than a great champion. I, I think that everyone wants this like long one year reign, and I think that other people just really want great matches. And I yeah. think. Those two aren't really mutually exclusive. They're they're you know you can ha- be great. You can be in the Hall of Fame without having fourteen title reigns. I, I think that there are certain people that that works for, like a Charlotte, like a like Becky, like like a Oscar. But certain people, you could be fine with them just having you know, like Shawn Michaels didn't have a lot of reigns. He had like four, and he's yeah. a famous. People consider him like one of the greatest of all time. You right. know. Like a lot of people didn't have a lot of reigns and and I know they don't hand them out like, like water nowadays, but, but again, like with Sasha, I look for great matches and I thought this, the, the Bailey match was cool, but I think at this point I'm just ready to see her move on.
1: It's, it's interesting because she is a, this is now her first like champion. She's got back. She's got past the first opponent. So we're really in uncharted territory, believe it or not. She's had six championship reigns and now she's finally passed the first opponent. So we'll see how it goes. After the match with Bayley, she was attacked by the untouchable Carmella, who made her return with new gear, new everything, to attack Sasha Banks. And, I mean, I have varying thoughts, but this is the first time, believe (laughs) it or not, that we will see a Carmella versus Sasha Banks feud or even a one-on-one match, which is something that rarely happens considering WWE where Things cross so many damn times, and the fact that we have not seen a Carmella versus Sasha Banks match—not in NXT, not in WWE—this is the first time ever. I'm gonna ask you your thoughts first. What are your thoughts on how this is gonna go? <laughs> well, at least we
0: know Sasha's gonna
1: win. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: She's gonna win. I, th- I think it is kind of green to set Carmella up to lose, like her first like big revamp of her character. She's going to probably lose to Sasha in the next, you know, imminently. Uh, I do think Carmella will probably be on the Survivor Series team uh, yeah. on, in, in, on, the, on the pay-per-view. But um, I, I'm willing to give it a chance. I think more than anyone, even if Carmela is not your favorite, I do think she does try.
1: And Yeah, and she has I, moments.
0: Yeah, I, I think she will at least. I think Charlotte got a lot out of her uh, a year or so ago or two years ago. I thought she got a lot out of her. Mm-hmm. Asuka couldn 't get anything out of her, and that 's what scares me I think that 's what scares a lot of people because she couldn 't get anything out of Oscar and Oscar could, could wrestle a lamppost and'd it'd be, it'd be I crazy. think
1: I think the reason Charlotte got so much out of Carmella is because I I felt like in that match, Charlotte was pushing Carmella. She was like, yo, do more. Give me more. Push that. I don't know if that's Sasha Banks' style. I don't know if it's Asuka's necessarily style. Asuka kind of like goes with the flow. Sasha Banks also goes with the flow. But it felt like Charlotte was pushing Carmella and be like, yo, give me everything that you've got. And Charlotte gave up. Charlotte gave Carmella a lot in those matches. But the thing... The thing is it's like with this Carmella Sasha Banks match and I know we're we haven't seen it before so I don't want to comment too much on like how it'll be but with Carmella as a heel in this match that means she's going to have a lot of the offense. Carmella as a heel has no offense. <laughs> she has punches, she has kicks, she has punches and she has kicks. She's still going to move up. No, she doesn't moonwalk. She's untouchable now. She's far past the moonwalk. And here's the other thing about the untouchable gimmick: Why is she untouchable? They have yet to make that connection of like why. Uh, it's a cool thing to say, but you got to prove why you're untouchable. And well, I, I think honestly,
0: Sasha didn't touch like, her on Friday.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Fair. But her gimmick is now like wine spritzers and like, you know, you know, boob cleavage and all this other stuff like that. Listen, she knows what she's doing. But I think, honestly, if I had to book this Carmella thing and maybe we're going too long on this, if I had to book the Carmella thing, I would have booked her as a a person for someone who needs it like um a valet or manager or something or at least have a heater she yeah, needs a heater
0: for well maybe she could get that but i i'm i'm going to call follow on the valet thing she did that with r truth for a year she did not want to do it anymore i think that she did that's a, true she did a fantastic job with r truth and that's over for her
1: I think she needs a heater because there needs to be, and that's probably the better thing. I think she needs a heater because there needs to be a reason why she's untouchable and cannot be touched. Well, and if anything, Smackdown. you will looking be touched.
0: Look at the SmackDown; it'll probably be Tamina.
1: <laughs> Look at the SmackDown; it'll probably be Tamina. They need give her like a give her like a Basham Brothers or something. I don't know something, something. It's, it's some guys, some guys who take some bumps. Well, here's the you know, thing.
0: She had like the subservient male guy. Like she's done every female archetype on WWE that they they have to offer right now. Like she has, she's had the James Ellsworth thing with the the subservient uh, guy that's always you know under her under her thumb. Like she's done it before,
1: but she hasn't been untouchable. All right. I All don't right. know. I don't know. I don't know. It's whatever. SmackDown was a decent show. We got con- uh, the continued uh, humanization of Lars Sullivan where he talks about the importance of bullying. We got, I thought, a funny segment with New Day and the Street Profits and Billy Kay, and that was an awkward, delicious... She's great, She's great, great. right? And we're going to have to have that convo real soon. We're going to have one. We gonna we're going to have, have one. To- yes, I, yes, she wrestles like Kristen Wig, but yes, she is, <laughs> she is personality at the forefront. Now, if you want to talk about a valet, that's your she, valet. She would be a great valet. I I think she would be like an, also like a great like assistant to Pierce kind of thing where she's able to it's not so much a subservient character as much as she's able to play off her character with a lot of different folks and just kind of be like the bumbling kind of stupid kind of like what have I got myself into kind of thing that she usually does. And it will eventually she'll fall into like a championship or something along those lines. Kind of like Eve remember eve back in the day when she was
0: even even ended up being really tight though like she ended up being really dope
1: I yeah thought. i i think this could be that but like with more like hijinks and people falling over into stuff so who knows
0: uh let's talk about raw i
1: what is there to talk about
0: <laughs> The the thing about raw i didn't completely hate the show like last week um I think that there are really some cool things on Raw. I enjoy the Drew McIntyre-Sheamus thing they're, they're hinting at. Okay, I, yeah. I, I enjoy the AJ Styles stuff. I think it's really actually pretty funny. Um, okay. I enjoyed Ali, you know, his promos and, and him getting into the ring again. Where okay. It, where, where it really stops is that there's a lot of stuff in between that that is not good. Or I, I enjoy Randy Orton, too. But there's a lot of things that are not good. And, and I think that those things are really highlighted when it's a three-hour show. If it's a two-hour show and you had these storylines meals, it's a, it, we would love Raw every week because it would move, it would move so quick. But when you yeah. have, okay, you know, the beginning, Drew comes out, and they have all that segment, but then you got to get a, a seven-man, 24-7 title match. That's what drags the show down to me. And SmackDown doesn't have that. It has just straight up, they're going to give you what you want, to get in and get out. Raw have three hours to fill and you just can't fill it with all of these programs. You just can't.
1: No, you're right. You're right. It's a, it's a detriment. It's still a detriment. I'm wondering if they, they'll never go back to two hours. So it's no sense in asking, but I'm wondering if they'll ever, and, and it's weird because three hours is just a weird pace wrestling show. It's like two hours is like legitimately like the perfect touch. I don't know if they ever fixed this. They haven't really fixed it in the last like decade since they've been three hours. So it is what it is. But yeah, I I was half in and half out on Raw. There were things I didn't want to see. The triple threat match between Jeff Hardy, Riddle, and Elias. Didn't want to see. Um That was a weird uh, match I,
0: I, because Jeff and Elias already didn't work. And then you add Riddle, who's admittedly way more crisp than both of them and he was just literally trying to like wrestle around them and it was very odd to watch
1: yeah I didn't watch it because I knew who the winner was and I was just like just get me to the winner I really don't care about seeing them <laughs> wrestle which is wild it's, it's it's the same thing with um the seven way granted there are a lot of title changes but it was the same way with the seven way it was like I don't care about this <laughs> I also thought Kentucky in that match eh eh He's doing something now, so people can stop complaining. Um, and he got a couple title reigns off of it too. Um, <laughs> so he, he won a title before Otis, if anyone cares or counts. I didn't see much tweets about it. Uh For but, Otis, <laughs> but um, I also thought Titus O'Neil versus Bobby Lashley was terrible. It was I awful. Thought, but like, it, it goes
0: into what Raw 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 is: good moments. Sometimes bad execution or just really shitty programs. It's like Titus's promo was actually dope. Then he
1: started wrestling. <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, did you forget?" Like, <laughs> I think he
0: did. When he started throwing those punches, he almost slipped in them little them little uh them little church shoes he was wearing. He almost slipped. Them- <laughs>
1: Damn. He messed up the Irish whip. They didn't know where they're going. I think Bobby wanted to take it in some way, and then Titus was like, "Nah, let's add some extra punches on." It's <laughs> like I was like, "Where are we going?" Maybe he's just been so raw underground that he doesn't even know how to like wrestle anymore. I don't know. It was it was, it was a sad sight to see.
0: It was a big big night for uh, for Riddle. We knew that the push was coming. We knew the name change meant big push, and he definitely got a push this week. Wrestled two matches, won both of them (laughs) during the night, uh, and also had a lot of mic time. Um, Mills, how do you feel about the way they're pushing Riddle now and really putting him to the forefront? Not A a lot less of the, you know, when they first debuted him, he had a lot of, like, uh, he had a lot of nicknames, and now he's just straight-up Riddle, and and he's he's allowed to kind of, once again, be himself. I, I felt like that promo was literally who he was in NXT, what they were allowing him to be before he left, and they brought it back to Raw. And largely, I felt like it worked. How'd you feel?
1: All right, so if I see Riddle on paper, I'm like, is this guy like a Riddler or something? I feel like Matt added good context to the Riddle part. But you know what? We're Riddle. This is Riddle era, etc. Um, He did great on Raw. He just did. He uh This was his moment to shine. I felt like he was like... Yeah, this is the moment I've been this is the moment he's been waiting for. And whether or not Seth Rollins likes it, he's facing Matt Riddle at Survivor <laughs> Series. <laughs> no, but it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's, it's gonna, gonna happen. happen. It's gonna, gonna happen. happen. And I, you know what? He might face Goldberg one day too. And he might face Brock Lesnar one day too. But Yeah.
0: Once you once you get into that that, that rarefied rarefied air of uh, you know, one, where, name? Yeah, uh, one name, yeah, of one name, and then you get the push with it. It's pretty much over with, and I don't see him being like a Cesaro level type guy for these these people. We always said this ever since last summer when he got called up. Um, you know, he's going to be factored in very very big into their plans, regardless of what's going on. And you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens, what goes on in his extracurricular part of his life before that. But it looks like on TV, he's going to be factored in very very well into uh, into Raw.
1: I agree. I agree. So, Um, Ali hmm. versus Ricochet. What'd you feel about this? Very good. I wouldn't, I'm not even going to lie to you. It was amazing. I mean, why would I lie? It was amazing. It was the culmination of, I think, a lot of reps on main event, uh, a lot of uh, knowing what both of them are capable of doing and getting the time to actually do it. And telling the story and giving Retribution kind of their first notable win since they formed. Right. So I thought it was great in—if if, if Mustafa Ali would have lost, I would have looked at that match a little bit differently. Like, I would have just been like, what— Like, But they made the right decision this time. He won a bunch of other things. Um, I thought it was great. Just both effort. Keep both of them on Raw. It's weird they continue to not find anything for Ricochet to do. It looks
0: like like this is the direction for him, though. Okay. Yeah. Because the story for Ricochet is he's one guy. He chose not to be the Hurt Business. He chose not to be the Retribution. He chose to
1: be on his own. Um, and both and of his friends left him for cool people, like. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and, and I think that would be the story. Is will ricochet change? And again, like, uh, you know, it gives him some direction. And, and and I keep saying this, it's a part of Raw. Very cool moments, some cool things that I that I like to see. And then you have to you run into stuff like, uh, Oscar versus Nia Jax, or Lana, the, the Lana uh, Shanna Baszler match. Right. Yeah. Which went, was just and again i know we said we would be scared if we didn't see oscar this week we saw oscar this week and she was resting so she, she beat up
1: that. nia Jax. i don't <laughs> i didn't see the point in that i thought we were establishing a new contender or something like i will i wouldn't have been mad if nia won but probably get the, uh, the ring rust. <laughs> we'll
0: probably get the ring rust off we got a big match with sasha in just about a week and a half so um you know we'll
1: be she's like that. here flipping big old nia Jax all over the mat and you know <laughs>
0: I, I dug I dug Oscar's uh, her work in that match. I just feel like the Lana thing, and, and again, it goes right back to it. Lana has some some good moments, some good characterization. They fully managed to slowly babyface her, even in light of Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, who we thought were babyfaces coming into this. Lana looks more like the good guy here than anybody on that team.
1: Yeah, because uh, Dana and Dana and what's her face uh, Mandy. One rightful assholes to her. They are like, listen, you. I mean, yes, you cost her for match. But was like, listen, we didn't do this for you. We did this to make a statement. And I was like, all right, shut up.
0: Helping her just because y'all didn't like that. Y'all didn't like them. that. That's weak as hell, y'all.
1: And she was like, and Lana was having that moment. She's having her actor's moment, you know, her little pitch perfect ass uh, <laughs> actor's moment. And she was like, listen, no one likes me. So maybe Lana's got to do stuff. Was best for Lana. And maybe she needs to do that in the future because she got put through a table eight times and it doesn't look like it's going to stop. Um, she stands up to the damn bully. Um,
0: And then we have uh the Drew-Randy-Fiend thing which kind of intersected with Alexa. Uh, did Fiend and- show up? Oh. He did it. He didn't show up this week. All right. All so right. Fiend, just Alexa and, and Nikki. Uh, Alexa, she to go towards uh, Bray Wyatt uh, here. I'm guessing that's going to be Alexis uh, storyline going forward. But Nikki because- needs new
1: friends. Nikki needs to give it up. How She's going, gone.
0: How are you gonna tell her to choose choose her or some other dude? Nikki like Nikki's is coming at this friendship thing all wrong.
1: Yeah, I think she needs to she needs to team up with Lana or something. I, I
0: was trying to turn you away from like the crack pipe. I wouldn't say the pipe or me. <laughs> you would <going> to- <laughs> say, hey, let's get you some help. You know, let's take you, let's take you to therapy or something like that. <laughs> you're talking about, no, no, you got to choose him or me. No, that's not how you do it. Like, like, Nikki, come talk to me. We'll talk about how to get your friend back. With you. But just you going way too hard trying to get her to choose. Like, you're being too strong, you know? You feel me? Like, you're, you're coming on way too strong trying to get her to, to pick one vice over, over you. Like, what do you have to offer? You're not giving her powers. Well, you, don't a, house. you don't have a fun house, whatever. You don't got puppets. Come on.
1: Crack pipe. Wow.
0: That's
1: how I feel you put me. I feel you. I feel you. Um, the Drew, Randy, New Day, Miz intersection of everything, I thought worked out really well. Yeah. I thought it was pretty natural despite all parties. And this is something that they need to incorporate a lot more during Raw. It's like you've seen various storylines kind of interlap, intersect uh, why? Why New Day is facing Miz and Morrison? I don't know because they have to face the Hurt Business next week. I'm still not clear why Randy wasn't just teaming with the Hurt Business. <laughs> He's teaming with Miz and Morrison.
0: Oh, you know um, why, I, why? I didn't team with the Hurt Business? Because it's Africans only. They don't. They don't team with white people.
1: Ooh, interesting. As shown by the Drew Gulag thing, which was hilarious.
0: Yes. Again, like it sounds like we really like it's not like we said we didn't like this show we thought or we thought the show was okay or just like below average but there are really some good right spots here but you could probably youtube all of them because it's that's a
1: good youtube show it's definitely yeah. a great better youtube experience so um
0: what i wanted to talk about with randy was his 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 change to his paranoid self i i think that he came out very confident two weeks ago Came saying, out strong calling himself the legend and now he's like Stressed out. He's looking behind the shoulders. He's like, yo, like, who's trying to take my belt? He's even afraid of
1: the Miz. And I thought that that was a really good, a really good, uh, as (laughs) he should be, as he fucking should be. Here we go. Here we go. Stop it. What did 10 years ago, bro? He remembers. He 100% remembers. Cause guess what? He didn't get that title back. I'm just letting you know. He didn't get that title back when the Miz took it. Just letting you know. (sighs) Don't, don't cricket me. All right. Don't cricket me.
0: Cricket Wireless, the Miz's favorite.
1: Brand. I don't like I have another thing I feel like Jeff Van Gundy When I say When I see those Cricket wireless ads You feel like they're targeting and,
0: Targeting certain people
1: Of course But they're using The wrong people To target people <laughs> What no, the fuck Miss Natalia and Charlotte going to do for her? <laughs> the hood? <laughs>
0: if the street profits are on a cricket commercial. You already know what it is. So I understand the messaging they're putting Charlotte Italian behind that because it becomes a different type of message when you put the black superstars on that commercial.
1: First of all, they used to have Bailey and, and Sasha going to Compton signing autographs <laughs> for Cricket Wireless, um, which, you know, it's completely fine. But I just, it, the branding with the Miz and stuff. It's in, in, in Charlotte and all this other stuff. Listen, Charlotte ain't going to Compton to sign no damn phones. I'm telling you that right now. You better pick, prepay. Pick it up. Pick it up. Um but back to the actual task.
0: <laughs> we just want to know okay, on a on a on a uh a gentrification aside here on Asia. We're super well now. <laughs> this, this is um, Pod Save America wrestling version. Um, uh
1: I, I like I, I like Randy this week. I like Randy, despite it all.
0: So he has a title match between uh, himself and Drew McIntyre next week. We Which do is know, a
1: great idea, great we, f- fucking amazing
0: idea. And, and we do know that before Survivor Series, the week before, we've seen this before. The week before, there's always a title change. We have this, and we also have the tag team title change, uh, the tag team title match next week between the New Day and the Hurt Business. Does Randy flip the title here back to Drew? to get drew and roman i i really think that this is a, a big possibility because i do not think they go heel versus heel with roman it just does not fit
1: i think if they were smart i think they'd flip the title back i think they would i think we're not i mean the thing is if you put randy Orton versus roman reigns i think people are still going to cheer whoever the hell they want to cheer anyway i think it's going to be a solid match um so it doesn't truly matter whether who's going into Survivor Series for me, I think people still cheer for the RKO. I still think people, it's, it's, it's going to end up being like the Brian versus Lesnar type of deal where people still going to cheer whoever they want to cheer anyway. So I think that's kind of out the window, but having that match the week before, I think it's such a good ploy to get people to tune into mm-hmm. Raw after so many weeks of like nothing really to give for yeah. us to tune into Raw and. It, you have the Fiend looming in the background. You have the Miz looming in the background. You've created the scene Sheamus. that's now
0: Sheamus she- in the background. Sheamus because, as
1: well. Because Sheamus wants
0: Drew to be on the Survivor Series team replacing someone. So there's a lot of machinations going on in the background of Raw that make this match actually pretty interesting. Will they capitalize on it? Who the hell knows? But I do think, as you said, it is a good ploy to get us to tune in and have something to talk about going into that big Survivor Series um, next Sunday.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, sidebar. I made a tweet on Twitter. I I've, I've, I've done some meals booking hashtag meals booking, by the way. Oh no. I've, uh, I've crafted the Ali versus Kofi Kingston program for WrestleMania already. Would you like to hear it?
0: Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Let's do it. All
1: right. So, all right. Hashtag, we need sound effect for meals booking. You need to work on that. Um, Sound effect.
0: I, got, I got the sound effect. I got a sound effect. for <laughs> No, I told you there. <laughs> I got the sound effect. You ready for the sound effect for Moose Wookie?
1: Okay, let's see. Yeah, this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that? What kind of Linda McMahon-ass music is that?
0: <laughs> oh, not that? We, we can't do that? I
1: what mean, about? we'll figure it out. We'll figure I got, it out. I got right here. Okay. All right. See, there you go. So I plotted out. I was on my way. I was walking somewhere yesterday and I was listening to, I listened to Chad Gable on, no, actually it wasn't that thing. I saw on Instagram, Ali posted a clip of his interview with Corey Graves on that WWE podcast thing that they do that they won't let us have any guests on. Um, but, I was listening to him and he was talking about, he essentially like corroborated, you know, the story that we had on, you know, our three year shows. Like, listen, it was supposed to be me. I'm mad that it didn't happen. Um, And who knows what could have happened. So, I'm like, okay.
0: Ollie actually actually confirmed our scoop.
1: Yes. 100% confirmed our scoop. Awesome. so I've had this idea and and it starts with Kofi Kingston, current tag team champion. And eventually, you know, Ricochet ends up having some trouble, Ricochet things, at uh, least to the Royal Rumble. And while they're not having a match at the Royal Rumble, they're all featured in the Royal Rumble. Mustafa Ali is in the Royal Rumble, not because... Solely because he wants a WWE championship opportunity. And none of Retribution. None of the other guys in the Royal Rumble. Sorry, guys. You're only re- being represented by Mustafa. Mustafa Ali. Sorry. Sorry if I offended. Um Kofi Kingston eliminates Mustafa Mustafa Ali from the Royal Rumble. Okay. And he is sick. He is mad. He is furious. There ends up being a tag team championship match because Ali calls out the New Day and is like, listen, I want a piece of the New Day. That's all I want to do. They have a tag team championship match. Retribution DQs themselves. You know why? Because Mustafa Ali Ali never wanted the tag team championships. He wanted the WWE championship and the only person who ruined that for him was Kofi Kingston. And the one person he's going to step on to get to that and has to make things right with his retribution is Kofi Kingston. So they go back and forth. There's a war words. It ends up being this real, like they have in the future, this real shooty segment, um, there's a pay-per-view in February or something, roadblock or something. Along those lines. <laughs> One of those. One of those. Elimination Chamber, roadblock, something. I don't know. Um, no, let's go Elimination Chamber. Big E's featured Elimination Chamber. He's got a championship shot looming in the background. If he makes it through Elimination Chamber, he could be. He could face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. This would be what everyone wanted. He doesn't make it to the match because he's been beat up by retribution. Yes, they're on different shows, but whatever. This is a pay-per-view. They're both on the same. I'm not going to act like they're not in the same building. Kofi Kingston becomes furious because now it's personal. Now you've taken away the possible Kofi mania for Big E from Mustafa and, and from Big E. Similar to what, but Mustafa Ali is like, this is what you did to me two years ago. You took that opportunity away from me. If he can't have it, you can't have it. Um, It's leading up to this big match. You know, it's like, oh, it's going to be Ali versus uh, Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania. And then I think maybe we'll end up like, I'm, I'm still like contemplating if I want to flip it to like a New Day reunion versus Retribution. Be because cool. I thought... I think that would be cool as well, give him something to do, and I think it would give people a lot of purpose. People would be um, so
0: pissed that Big E was, was, was in that because they think that he's like going to win the title. And I, I, I hate to tell you guys, it does not right now look promising on that end for that.
1: I agree. And I think this would be a great program to like, okay, it's a Raw and Smackdown type of thing. You're going to have big E eventually show up. I mean, retribution is going to be beaten down Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston in the weeks leading up to WrestleMania. They're going to be beating them down because there's five of them. And, and well, four and and medium five. Um, She kicks butt, but they're going to be beaten down every week. And it's like, listen, there's no way that I can do this until Big E returns and suddenly New Day's at full strength. They've got the unicorn power. They've got everything that kind of going on and be leading to this eventual, you know, three on four tag team match at WrestleMania. Okay. And it's personal and, it, and it's something. And then you eventually maybe at a backlash or something you do to Kofi Kingston, Mustafa Ali match, and they mm-hmm. kind of settle it there. I'm going to be stronger
0: to just do Kofi and Mustafa on WrestleMania card, and then the next
1: pay-per-view to do like the big kind of like because you don't want to you don't want to um you don't want to reel it. I mean, you can you can definitely do that. And then if we do that that way, if we do Mustafa Ali versus Kofi Kingston on WrestleMania, Big E does a run in for WrestleMania, so he has a big WrestleMania moment where he returns from his injury and he like he spears like three members of retribution through the ropes or something along those lines. And it's a big pop, depending if people are there or not. Um, and it's a great, it's a feel good moment. I don't know. I've been playing this in my head. I feel like there's definitely, definitely a storyline leading to WrestleMania surrounding Kofi mania, surrounding big E's thing to WrestleMania surrounding Ali wanting in retribution for not making it to WrestleMania. And that's me. booking.
0: There you go. There you have it. Mills looking. Uh I'll send this over to Bruce Pritchard. Uh, if anyone knows Bruce, make sure you de- send him this episode, complete with the crickets as well. Uh, thank you all for listening to The A Show, episode 160. You can subscribe to us at The A Show RNC on Twitter. Ah, not on Twitter. Whoops. It's, it's, it's the names. <laughs> on, on iTunes and Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can follow us at The A Show RNC on Twitter. We are very active on there. We're, we're doing live tweets. We're talking about the shows. We're talking about all types of stuff. Leave us a comment there. Let us know what you want to uh, hear from us and what you want to see us talk about on The A Show uh, every single week. Uh, of course, we have a good episode of The G Show. We're going to rename this, but we're going to be talking about The Power Struggle Show and The Russell Show Shows coming up, as well as shows like The War Report with Cyrus, fantastic episode last week make sure you listen to that and an episode this Friday as well uh as well as spot callers which we're going to be going to be reviewing TNA again once again
1: i mean you're making very good use of your subscription that you have paid a month for and you will 100% be using so i am not mad at it I am at two months now, so <laughs> I... oh wow. We are. Not, Did you forget to unsubscribe?
0: Like I've been forgetting, and and me and Cyrus have just been like, "Oh, we're gonna do it today," and we end up. You're lucky. This it.
1: is an Amazon Prime type of deal where they're like, "Yup, you pay for an entire year." <laughs> I know, but it's only seven bucks. I'm not.
0: I'm not mad at it. I'll just. I'll probably just uh, let it lapse after this month. But we will be reviewing another TNA show uh, this month for Spot Caller. So stay tuned to figure out which one that is about. But uh, until then, next week we have the Survivor Series prediction show. So we should have a, a clear view of who is on the teams by Friday. I hope SmackDown, uh, and, and we'll be able to talk about uh, what's going on to that, sh- what's going on with that show, and if Drew McIntyre or Randy Orton are still the champion, or the New Day or the, sh- uh, the her Business are still the champions by that time. So for meals, I am Justin. Thank you all for listening to the A Show, and we'll see you next week.